Well, can I just grab one of these, maybe? Sorry? Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, mate. You can, yeah, after you've done all that. Then they can do this one over here when you're... Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, the one with the balloons would have been all right. Excellent. No, i just got to make sure I'm in the middle. When they go down, <laughs> we could be here for a while. <laughs> it was Deshelles, our daughter-in-law's birthday. When is it last week sometime? And it's like the balloons are still up. And it's like everything else, like the flowers are all died and whatever. But the balloons are still up. So we don't want, we don't want to go there at all, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks later. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, what an awesome privilege it is to be here at this you know, special time. And um, I know that God has got so much and he has already spoken so much and uh, through the worship, through the prophetic words and uh, just so, it's so good to hear what God is saying. It's so good to hear God. Amen? Isn't, this, isn't it good to hear God? I mean, there are so many benefits from hearing God. You know, one is that you're not alone and that's always good. Because it's like some people think they're they're all alone on their journey. They're all alone, you know, walking this life, you know, in in what they're supposed to be doing, and they they don't hear any words of confirmation or or this is the way Greg Walkie in it, all that sort of stuff, and they're just out there alone. But God is always like a a true dad wants to let us know how we're going, how we're doing. We're on the right road. He, uh, you know, he'll give us affirmation if we're on the wrong road. He can bring in the detours and bring us back. And so there's so much benefit from hearing God. And, and, uh, and even this morning, what I want to do is that there are some things that I, I feel, um, I'm praying that it all sort of come together because as I'm worshiping there, the Lord's starting to show me a few things in a few different areas. And, uh, and I want to make sure that the Holy Spirit just brings it all together because um, this, is a, this is an amazing time uh, in the life of this church. And, and uh, as a, a pastors, you know, Mark and, and Cheryl have been uh, instigating and, and as they have been laying foundation for God to move in this place. And that's what I love about these guys is that they are ones that they will take the, a backward step and allow the Holy Spirit to come in, to move and to direct and do what he wants to do. And, uh, and that takes a special kind of person who is not sort of uh, in control of everything. But they are in control, really. You know, come on. Because, um, you know, they, they make sure that, that the Holy Spirit is moving. They're sort of like the conductors of an orchestra. You know, and, and it's everyone else makes the sound, makes the noise, but without them, it's going to be chaos. <laughs> and so, you know, we just really appreciate these guys and, and the anointing and the mantle that they have upon their life. And um, I know that, uh, that this church is doing, going to do great and going to continue to do great in that way. And um, <clears throat> what I want to do is that there's been some... There's been some things that the Lord's been showing to me, and uh, and I want to... I want to speak about uh, the new season that we are in right now. As uh, the Catalyst Church, you are now moving into a new season. And at the beginning of a new season, there are always new commands. There are new commands for a new season. You guys are now had your one-year uh, birthday. Now there's a new season. And it's interesting, we're at the beginning of a brand-new season in the natural. And so I don't believe it's by coincidence that we are here at this point of time because I believe that God wants to release new commands to you as a church today to take you to another place, to take you to, to another level because we, you don't want to keep on doing the same things. If you're, trying to, if you're doing the same things and expecting a different result, someone said that's, the, that's insanity. Yeah. <laughs> The definition of insanity, doing the same things and expecting another result. Well, listen, you've got to break out sometimes and you've got to start to do something different. I tell you what, there was a time where we wanted to break into what we knew that there was so much more that God had for us. We knew that there was so much more that God, that who God is and, and how much love and grace and mercy that's in that's there. And sometimes you just get so frustrated where you're at, you just cry out to God. And that's a good place. Frustration is a good place because it breaks you out of, of where you are at at that point. 
And I believe there's been some frustrations even been going on in the, in the Catalyst Church here because you know there's so much more to God. You know, but listen, you, you, can't, you can't go ahead of God. And that's why God has just been keeping you at this place right now. But I tell you what, there's, a, there's an expansion, there's increase. As Julie was speaking about, there's a parcel of land that God has got for you, that is earmarked for you, that no one else can get because God has got it for you. And that place, you are going to build a purpose-built church for what God wants to do in this community. And so God is saying, I've got some new commands for you right now. And I see that when we look at, um, to, if you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of um, Joshua. Well, anywhere is good, yeah. <laughs> Just turn anywhere in your Bible. It's all good. But if you know those ones who are prophetic, you turn to Joshua chapter 1, you're, you're at the right place. Joshua chapter 1. And like I said, you know, this is, I'm, I'm praying that everything is going to come together because, you know, I'm, I've got a bit of this and a bit of that, but I feel like God is going to bring this all together because we are at the beginning of a new season. And listen, every time when you look in the Bible, every time God had a new season, there was new commands that came. And the commands that came was, I want you to do this. This is not just a suggestion. When we have a look here in Joshua chapter 1, verse 11, it says, pass through the camp and command the people, saying, prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in and possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. There are some commands that are going to come forward, not just this morning, but in this new season. And they're not just suggestions. Oh, would you like to do this? Or that'd be really nice if you could just... They're not, there are no more suggestions. Now there are commands. Because I believe as a, a baby grows up, you don't mollycoddle them anymore. You don't want to just talk baby to them anymore. They start to grow up. They don't want to have just the, the, the milk anymore. They want to have some solids. You want to start introducing the solids to them. They're starting to walk up, to, to, to get up and start to walk. At one year old, they're starting to walk. They're starting to get into new things. It's like what used to be on the top of the, the, the table. Now they're walking. Now they can reach it. Now they can grab a hold of those things. So everything goes up another level. You're hearing what I'm saying this morning. If you've got ears tuned in to hear what the Spirit is saying to Catalyst Church, then you'll be hearing some things this morning that God is raising you up. He's taking you to new levels now. And, and, uh, and as we hear, this is a command. The commands that are coming, this is a brand new season. There's going to be some changes in the camp. Turn to someone and say, there's going to be some changes in the camp. Good. There's going to be some changes. And listen, can you imagine this, when you have a look in the context of where the children of Israel were at at that point, after 400 and something years, finally, within three days, they're going to cross over in what was just words and what was just maybe a myth or whatever it was, because they, they had never seen the promised land, but it was always promised. Some of us, we've never seen the promises that God has for our life, but we know there's still promises because we know that we can hang our hat on those things because God says, I'm not a man that I should lie. Every word that proceeds out of his mouth will always achieve what he set out to achieve. Nothing goes back to him void. So God, when he gives you a promise, he says, you can bank on this. This is my word. And sometimes we try and, if it doesn't happen within a week, we say, oh, that must not have been God. Or a, or a month, or a year, or a couple of years, but God says, wait for it. I like the, 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 um, the scripture in, in, I think it's Habakkuk, you know, it talks about, the, about um, uh, um, though it tarry, <laughs> though it tarry, wait for it, because in the end, it will speak. In the end, in the beginning, it's got, it doesn't make any sense at all. The prophetic words. So you've heard some of the prophetic words over these people. And it's like, you know, some of them, it's like, yeah, that's confirming. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't know about that part, though. <laughs> I'm not sure about that one. There are some, see, God gives us a bigger vision than we have of ourselves, that we have of, of our future. That's why I love God. <laughs> see, when Jesus came 
and, and, and all the things that he did on the cross and took to the cross. And it says he died and rose again, but he didn't ascend to heaven straight away. He said, there's something more important for me to do instead of going to heaven right now. He says, I, and it says that he spent 40 days, 40 days with the disciples. And, he said, and it says that he spoke nothing except the kingdom. He said there's something important about the kingdom of God. And listen, when we start to understand the kingdom, it's bigger than our little head. It's bigger than our little block of land. It's bigger than our little patch. It's like, oh, God, I just want to be blessed. <laughs> I'm going through such a tough time. Oh, Jesus, quickly come back. I can't hang on anymore. God is saying, I want you to expand. I want you to grow. I tell you, if the kingdom of God is inside of us, come on, do you, do you believe what the word says? Do you believe what God is speaking to us about? He's wanting us to be kingdom people. That means our mind has to be expanded. And what's that for? You've got to start hearing some hard sayings. Come on. The disciples there, we're, we're listening to Jesus talking to the crowd, and, and, and he spoke something out, and they're going, hmm, what meaneth he this? They couldn't wait for him to come on his own. It's like, Jesus, what are you saying? And he told them, and, and it's like, they took this backwards and said, whoa. And it's going, well, what are you going to do about it? And they're going, see, see some, some things that you hear are going to search your heart. They're going to search your attitude. They're going to search your character. What are you going to do? And it's like they were asking Jesus, and it comes straight back on them. Whoa. And they're thinking, whoa, oh, uh, what are we going to do? Well, Jesus, we have left everything. <laughs> There isn't anything else. We don't want to go back. And they said, hey, we're with you. We're 100%. What else is there in life? Come on. Really, what else is there? Nothing else. Everything else is shifting sand. We've got to have that rock-solid foundation. That's why Jesus asked Peter, Peter, who do men say I am? Because Peter was, you know, he was a man of the world. He knew what was going on. Peter said, ooh, somebody calling you the prophet, they're calling you this, a teacher, a rabbi, whoa. He says, yeah, that's good. But what do you say I am? Who do you say I am? And then again, it come back. Oh, okay. What do I think? What do I believe? What is my faith in? And all of a sudden, he got an answer from heaven. All of a sudden, heaven opened up. And he starts to speak something he has never spoken before. And he starts to say, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And Jesus going, whoa, come on. You didn't read that in charisma. It's like, <laughs> you didn't find that out, you know. But my father in heaven has released that to you. You heard something my father was speaking to you about. There was, a, there was an open heaven. There is a place, listen. And, and, and he said, upon this rock, I am going to build my church. What was that? Not upon Peter, the rock, not upon his name, not upon he's a good guy, all this sort of stuff. But he said, upon this revelation that I am the son of God, upon that, I am going to build my church. That is going to be rock solid. That's what we've got to get back to. What do you believe? Who do you believe in? Our faith is coming back to the very foundations. What do you believe in? If you believe God is God, and even though you're in a tight, tight situation, is He still God? Come on. Well, Greg, you don't know about the global financial crisis, and it's affected me in such a bad way. Well, God is still God. God is still God. If He's still God, He is still God in your situation, whether you like it or not. He's still God. So there are going to be some commands. Joshua chapter 3, verse 3. And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove yourself from that place and go after it. 
This morning, we're going to hear some commands that the Lord is going to be speaking to us in and at. And there's going to be some things in our spirit that are going to start to stir. God's saying, I'm wanting you now to hear the new commands this morning. Put your ears, well, put your ears on your head, no. Put your hands on your ears. <laughs> your ears should be already on your head. But put your hands on your ears right now. Father, I pray tonight, today, Lord, that there would be an opening of their ears to hear spiritually today, Father. Lord, I thank you for a circumcising of their ears. Lord, that they would hear the very finest whispers right now. Lord, that you are speaking to them. You love them. You are known by, I tell you what, you are God's favorite. His thoughts are towards you. And David says, there, every time I wake up, God, you're still thinking about me. He's crazy about you. He loves you so much. Father, today we thank you that we are going to start hearing the new commands. We're going to start hearing the new sound. We're going to start hearing your voice like never before. And it is going to overrule everything in my head. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Hallelujah. So, there's going to be some new commands. But you've got to get out of your tent. You've got to move out. You've got to go and follow. You've got to go after the things that God has for us. And so when we start to have a look at what God is doing, that He is bringing the new commands because He's taking us to new places. He said to Joshua, listen, buddy, you haven't been this way before. Every one of us, we haven't been this way before. This is a brand new day. None of us have been here before. Come on. New ages think, oh, we, deja vu, we've been here before. We've astral planned in this place. Uh But that's a lot of rubbish. God's mercies are renewed every day. This is a brand new day. And God says, because it's a new day, you need my commands. You need to hear what I want you to do in this new day. You want to hear what I want you to do in this new season. Because it is a new season. Things that we, that we wanted to do last time or wanted to do last season are not going to cut it this season. The breakthroughs that you were believing for last season, God says you'll see this season. The things you tried to get into last season, God is saying, it wasn't the right time for you. But this is a new season right now. Do you see seasons come and seasons go? Praise God for that. Praise God for the old season that we learned, that we we made sure that we did what we had to do in that season. Because I don't want another season like that. Come on. I want, I want the new season that God has for me. I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You've done well with a little. Now I'm going to give you more. Come on. You've got to understand that God has called us to do what he wants us to do. And only you can do that. We're called to forcefully advance the kingdom of God. Forcefully advance. We're not an army of peacekeepers. Come on. We're not keeping the peace. We are forcefully advancing the kingdom of God. We are turning the kingdoms of officer into the kingdoms of God. Come on. You've got to believe it. Because otherwise you will believe a lie. The enemy says, oh, come on. That's all old stuff. You, know, yeah, you, you, you don't have to fight for this. Come on. just And he's rocking us back to sleep. Sleepy by. Little church. Nothing is different at all the same. He's rocking us back to sleep. And God is saying, wake up, church. Come on. Wake up. Wake up. There is a new sound, new commands coming in this new season. That's why we've got to have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Because if we see in the natural, we're looking in the natural, we can't really see much happening. It's like, mm, I think it's just the same. Actually, I think it's going worse. It's, we're going back. And God is saying, no, no, no. Open up your eyes. Lift your vision higher. Come on. Look up. Look up. There's so many. I did a message on look up one day. There's so many passages in the Bible about looking up. Looking up. Come on. we got to look up. There's only one time I believe that God says we're looking down. And that's when we're ruling and reigning. Because God says, I've seated you in heavenly places. So if you're looking up at the devil, you're looking up at the giants, you're in the wrong place. Your position wrong. I want you to look down. See the enemy as grasshoppers. See them as, who are you, you uncircumcised Philistine? How dare you defy the army of the living God? Who are you anyway? Come on, you've got to have attitude. 
Come on, you got to walk different. The black people can do it really good. <laughs> we had some African-Americans out a couple of weeks ago. And I'll tell you what, they got attitude. <laughs> yeah, they can, they can walk it. You know? I just feel like a, anyway, <laughs> got something wrong with my legs. But, but you got to have attitude. It's a different way of walking, different way of talking. Come on, you can create your atmosphere by what you say. What are you speaking? What are you saying? Oh, it's a terrible time. Oh, I don't. I wish everything would change. Oh. Well, listen. What you're speaking out, your words have power. Oh, it's winter. Well, just it was winter. Well, it's winter time. I always get a cold in winter. Well, of course you do because you always said that. Oh, every every car I buy always breaks down. Well, of course it will because you just spoke that out. You got to start changing what you're saying. If you don't like your situation, start changing what you say. You can create your world. Listen, there is nothing. That when, when, when God created the world, he spoke into being. Birds and the grass and heaven, all, everything. He just spoke it out. But I tell you what, he didn't speak you out. He created you. He said, ah, I'm going to spend some time with my creation. I'm going to spend some time with this one. And in this one, into mankind, I am going to speak and I'm going to, to breathe my uh, creative ability. He didn't do that to any monkey. He didn't do that to any dog, any animal. He only, spoke, he only breathed his creative ability into mankind. And we have that same creative ability. Come on. You're powerful. You're dangerous. Turn to someone and say, you're dangerous. <laughs> Turn to the other person and say, you're armed and extremely dangerous. Your words have power. You can create your atmosphere. You can charge the atmosphere with a positive declaration. Today is going to be a great day. When you wake up, what are you saying? Oh, oh good God, it's morning. Well, what do you say? Oh, good God, it's morning. Woo! Can't wait. God, what do you got planned today? Come on. How many devils are we going to destroy today? How many Goliaths are we going to take down today? How many people are going to get healed today? Oh, God, how many people am I going to bring a word of encouragement today? Come on. Attitude. You've got to have a different attitude. It's a new sound for a new season that God is releasing today. Joel chapter 2, verse 1 says, Blow the trumpet or blow the shofar in Zion. Zion is talking about his end time church. You, Catalyst Church, you're an end time church. We're in the end times right now. Exciting times. Times that the prophets of old were speaking about this time. Joel prophesied there will come a time where God is going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And there's going to be prophesying. There's going to be dreams and visions. I tell you what, we're living in that time right now. How exciting is that? That Joel, I reckon he would be, he'd be up in heaven thinking, yes, God, I prophesied that. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I got it right. <laughs> I felt it was a word from you. <laughs> but here he is. You know, and, and listen, I tell you, there has been many, many times just in the last maybe three, four years that we have stood in and met with just what was just a prophetic word. I'm talking about women who haven't been able to have children. We've been able to prophesy over them and pray for them and bring healing to them. And we've been able to dedicate their babies. What was once just a word, just a prophetic word spoke out. We've dedicated so many church buildings. They were just words spoken out. And God's going to give you a building. God's got a parcel of land. It was just words spoken out. Oh, they're lovely. Oh, that's nice. Well, that was a lovely word, Pastor. You've got to war with those words. It isn't just going to drop into your lap. Come on. New commands for a new season. And so we're dedicating buildings now that were once just spoken words out. But I tell you what, there comes a time. Seasons come and seasons go. This is a new season now that we are now bringing out of the spiritual realm into the natural. We're manifesting what was just word spoken out. How awesome is that? We're in an incredible time that we're walking in what was once 
I mean, this was just a dream. In the, in the pastor's ideas or spirit or whatever it is, it was God gave them a dream. We're living the dream. Come on. <laughs> this is a dream that God birthed inside of these guys. And now we are part of what God wants done in this region. Isn't that awesome? That we can be part of what God is doing in the whole scheme of things. That we lift our vision. That we see the bigger picture. Oh God, not, not oh God, I'm just hanging on. It's like, oh God, cause me to be powerful. See, God says, I'll send Jesus back for a church in her perfection, in her maturity. In her, in her, in, and as that place where she is perfectly ready, not early, not late, but tell you what, a church that's moving in power and authority, moving in all the, the gifts and the callings, I tell you, that's a perfect, that's a, that's a, a, a powerful church. We've got to get back to, the, to the, the church model. What have we got to model? Well, let's have a look at the, at the church in the book of Acts. That God birthed the church. It wasn't just birthed one day and it's like no one knew about it. It wasn't just in the back block somewhere and it's like, oh God, did you do something? It was birthed in a powerful demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Come on. You're talking about a new sound. These guys, 120 of them in the upper room. There was probably more, but some of them got sick and tired of waiting. Oh, forget it. Walked away. Just before the breakthrough. Some of us. Come on, we feel like, oh God, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. Nothing's changed, nothing's different. And we give up just before the breakthrough. Keep going, keep pushing through. 120 of them waited up there in the upper room. All of a sudden, they don't know what they're waiting for. They're just being obedient. Jesus said to wait and the Holy Ghost will empower us. Wait for power. Wait, don't leave Jerusalem without the Holy Ghost. Okay. Anyone know what the Holy Ghost is? Got no idea. What is it? I don't know. They didn't have a clue. But they were waiting. See, <laughs> come on. You got to know. It's like, God, I know something is about to happen. Why? There's something stirring in my spirit. Do I know what it is? No. But I tell you what, I'm going to be positioned where God wants me to be, be positioned. And it might be waiting on God. It might be standing against the enemy. When you've done all, stand. Because that standing is an act of defiance against the enemy. Saying, you gave it your best shot, and I'm still standing. Is that all you got? <laughs> is that it? Right, there. Let me let go of some barrages here. <laughs> Come on. And we decree the word of God out. As for me and my household, we are going to serve the Lord. Come on. As, as, as my children, they're going to know you. They're going to, God, they're going to be powerful. They're going to know, oh, I tell you, the devil is going to rue the day when he come and started to, to, to attack my family. God says, I'll turn things around on your behalf. We heard the, the word this morning that God is, is fighting for us. He loves you so much. He's not just going to leave you go. There was a time that, that the children of Israel were out there. God's people were out there fighting the, the war. And, and God just, he was up there and he's, um, come on, Joshua. Look at this. These ones coming over here, Joshua. Look, look at those ones. And these ones are coming over here. And he's, he got so excited, it says, that he jumped into the battle. He just couldn't, he just couldn't control himself. He loves a good fight. And he jumps in and it says that he actually killed more of those enemies than Joshua's army did. That's our God. That's our God. That's how much he loves you. He gets involved in your fight. But listen, it's only the, the fights that he picks he gets involved in. Some of us, we get involved in someone else's fight. God says, uh -uh. I'll pick your fight. I'll give you what you need. I'll give you the battle plan. I'll give you the strategy, and we will win this. God and you, you're, you're, that's all you need. Come on, sound the alarm. Romans chapter 13, verse 11 says, and, this, and do this, understanding the present time. And do this, understanding the present time. Understanding the time that we are in right now. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because your salvation is nearer now than when you first believed. Oh, come on. That is awesome. 
that our salvation, that the things that we've been believing God for, that the things that are breakthrough are closer now than when we first believed. You should get excited about that. Come on, does anyone need a breakthrough here today? Five people. Gee, pastors, you do an awesome job. Man, <laughs> incredible church. <laughs> Come on, do you need a breakthrough today? If I went through and asked everyone, what would it take for that breakthrough? Most of us would say, it's got to be a miracle. It has to be a miracle. And this is the time we're in. Signs, wonders, and miracles are going to follow those who believe. If you have a belief system in God, then God says you qualify. And they're going to follow you wherever you go. Wherever you go, you can't get away from them. <laughs> Instead of us trying to follow the signs and wonders and miracles, oh, I want to see a miracle. Oh, I want to. Oh. God is saying, don't follow them. Lead them. Step out in faith. Believe God for the miracle. Believe God for the ridiculous. Believe God for the unbelievable. Come on. Break out some new commands. You're going to be bringing some new commands as you pray, as you prophesy, as you decree. No longer, oh God, that would be lovely. Well, please do something here. We're going to now start to decree. This is what the Lord God says. This is what my Bible says. And we're now going to start to have that authority. God's taking you up to a new level of authority. A new level of authority. Got a message that I've been speaking about, get up and sit down. It's about getting up, dusting off all the dust and the rubbish, and starting to stand up and sit in your seat of authority. Because I tell you what, not, some of us, we don't even know whether we have authority. We're just here, well, we're just bobbing, ducking, weaving, and we're just hoping we're just going to get out of the way of the devil. That's not our job. Our job is to create hell for the devil. Our job is to make sure that the prophetic word that God has given to the devil comes to pass. Come on, I want to see it come to pass. Lake of fire, devil. Ring a bell? <laughs> Come on. He's been attacking us for far too long. Now God says, I'm turning things around. You know, there was a time that Haman built gallows to take out Mordecai on in the book of Esther. And God says, <laughs> oh, that ain't going to happen because that is my man. Come on. You're God's man. You're God's woman. That's not going to happen. In actual fact, everything is going to get turned around. And we see that Mordecai was taken out on his own gallows. The very thing that come against, against God's people, God says, I'm going to turn that around and the enemy will be taken out on that. So what is it that the enemy is attacking you in? Is it, is it your marriage? Well, guess what? Your marriage is going to be stronger than it was. Is it your finance? Your finance is going to be stronger than what it was. Because God's turning things around. What the enemy meant for harm, God says, I'm making sure that's going to be good. You've got to understand. Get back to what the Word says. We hear so much about the experts. You know, really, that they are just the drip under pressure. X is the unknown. Well, the unknown drip under pressure. And you've got to, you've got to realize that, listen, they don't know nothing. Because even if they do, it's just what they see in the natural. But that's not even what is real. I tell you, there was a time where Elisha said to his servant, servant comes back and says, oh, Elisha, we're done for. The army is all around us. The enemy is all around us. And they're surrounded us. And we're going to die. Elisha says, yeah, sure. And then he prayed, God, open up his eyes. He wasn't blind. But spiritually, he was. All of a sudden, it says that God opened his eyes, and all of a sudden, he saw, whoa, I didn't see that before. And he's looking around, and he's saying, what, there is more for us than against us. We're going to live. <laughs> Come on. Open your spiritual eyes. Don't take what you see, even in the natural, as being gospel, as being, well, that's just the way it is. That's not the way it is. That's not the way it is for God's people. That's not the way it is for you because you have favor and you have, you have grace upon your life. It's not the way it is. Don't believe the lie of the devil. Well, okay, sirrah, sirrah. You know that lovely Doris Day doctrine. Well, whatever will be, will be. We'll just flow with it. 
No, no, no. I'm not going down that road. I'm going to flow with what the Word of God says. And if the Word of God says different to what I'm seeing in the natural, then I'm going to go with the Word of God. Even though I may not see it in the natural, I can see it in the spiritual realm. What is faith? Faith sees those things that aren't as though they already are. You've got to have faith today. God's increasing our faith. Why? Because he's, he's saying, listen, this is the vision. The vision would have scared these guys. <laughs> I tell you, this is the vision. It's like, whoa, God. Why does he give us a big vision? Because he knows we can't do it on our own. Why does he give you a big vision? Because he knows you can't do it alone. But he says, you and me, piece of cake. Which, by the way, it was very nice. <laughs> Thank you for the birthday cake. It was actually my birthday last week. So it's like, this is, and, and our son's two days ago. So it's September, yesterday. <laughs> September's a good month. Amen. Anyway, we need to get back to the word. It's time to wake up because God is giving us new sound for a new season. Hallelujah. Isaiah, in chapter 42 and verse 9 says, Behold, the former things have come to pass. Isaiah 42 verse 9, Behold, the former things have come to pass. I'm here to tell you, Catalyst Church, the former things have come to pass. The season that you began in is now finished. This is a brand new season. As we are now in spring, spring is talking about new growth. It's talking about there's a freshness about. It's time now to close all the, you know, the, the, get rid of the old and bring in the new. It's a new season. And then it goes on and says, And new things I declare. New things. Everyone say new things. New things. Well, why, God, aren't you just continuing to say the old thing? Because the old things, they worked. God is saying, yeah, in the old season. Now God is issuing new decrees for the new season. And if you want to still be stuck in the old season, good on you. <laughs> Hope you have fun. But I tell you, I want to move with God. I want to move with what he is saying today, with what he is doing today. There was a time where, where uh, Moses was there leading the people and there come a time where Moses, I can't take you into the promised land, but I'm changing, giving the baton now to Joshua. And, and God spoke to Joshua and said, listen, Joshua, you're not going to do it the same way. You're not going to do it the old way anymore. I'm going to give you some new commands, some new ways of doing things. And he said, this is what's going to happen. No longer are we going to have uh, the, the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Instead, what we're going to do is that we're going to see the presence of God on the shoulder of the Ark of the Covenant, on the shoulders of those priests. And when we see that, then we're going to move out. Because we know God is moving on. And someone would have said, in my interpretation, someone would have said, well, that's good, Joshua, but I'm from the tribe of Benjamin, way, way up there, and uh, we'll never see the Ark of the Covenant on the priest's shoulders. That ain't going to work. It's good for those ones close by. They can see it happening. It's not going to work. We're not going to be able to see it. But what's wrong with doing it the old way? If it's not, it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> it's like the words of a dying church. <laughs> Come on. God, and we're singing a song tonight, today, talking about God never changes. You know why? He never changes because he's always doing a new thing. Yeah, he's always doing a new thing. Behold, I do a new thing. Former things that come to pass. Before they spring forth, I will tell you. Before, God will always prepare us. Before he does these things. And then we can turn a bit further on. Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. Remember not the former things. There's some things where God says, it's good to have a bad memory. <laughs> Forget about the former things. Consider, neither even consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it springs forth. See, God is doing a new thing now. He's doing a new thing now today in Catalyst Church. It says, even, I'll even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. We heard that come through the prophetic word today. That you guys, these streams are all going to be, even though they are, they are uh, uh, unique to themselves, but their streams, will, streams come into a river. And the river flows into 
the dry places. And you guys have been called to water the dry places. You guys have been called even to prophesy over the dry dead bones in this officer region. Come on. That's why God has chosen you. That's why He's chosen this church as a catalyst church, as a doorway that you are going to let. let what, what you let in is going to be allowed to come in. What you step out is going to stay out. So you guys have got a great position of what God is doing. In this place. I want to finish with this. Is that. There was an article in. The Courier Mail. Back in. I think it was February March this year. And you know we, we've had. <clears throat> as Australia. We've had some. We've had a lot of rain. Brisbane have had floods. A couple of years ago where we saw the Brisbane River just overflow its banks, so we saw floating restaurants actually floating down the stream, down the river, hitting bridges, crashing. We've seen those 500 pontoons, some of them with these big luxury yachts on them, just hitting the, hitting the Brisbane River, down, hitting the bridge, gone down. They all flowed out into the ocean. And God started to show me some things. And see, when you got your spiritual eyes tuned in and ears tuned in, you're starting to see some things, even though they are natural. God says, I will show you natural things pointing towards the spiritual. And God always talks about rain, about bringing rain. Rain talks about His presence. Rain talks about His anointing. Rain talks about the Holy Spirit. When you have a look at that. And God says, before the harvest, I'll send you what? I'll send you the rain. And I got so excited when I read this article. Because I tell you, there is a harvest coming. That I believe that we are in the harvest time right now. That this isn't, that this isn't a time that we are, that we are, you know, are continuing to, to get ready and prepare the ground. This is harvest time. Listen, when they crossed over, when God spoke to Joshua and said in three days, you're going to cross over into your promised land, guess what time it was? It was harvest time in their promised land. They didn't have to go over and start to sow and start to you know, plow everything and get everything ready. They crossed over right at harvest. Because God is saying, there's times you'll sow, but there's time that you'll reap from things you haven't sowed. People you haven't sowed into, you'll reap them. And so this this article talks about when the when the uh, a couple of years ago, uh, uh, I think it was two years ago, when the, there's a huge low system and it hit uh, top of Queensland, and in the middle of Queensland, it had so much rain that all the rivers swelled, swelled, and it come down and it started to flow down into New South Wales, and then finally into South Australia into Lake Eyre and the other, uh, air, the other lakes around about them. That Lake Eyre is the lowest place in Australia. It's like 13, I think, meters below sea level. And so everything, all this water starts to come down. Streams and rivers, you know, little billabongs. All of a sudden now it's a huge river system. All the streams, come on, coming in to a huge river that's changing the landscape. That's bringing relief to the farmers. What was so dry? What was what was in drought? Now is all changed. See, God can do it just like that. There was a farmer, a cattle farmer, in uh, in South Australia, and he started off as a cattle farmer a number of years ago. But during the drought, everything died. All his cattle died. He had a huge property there. They all died. He's wondering, how am I going to survive? How am I going to keep this farm together for the family and the generations because there's been generations that's been passed on to him and he doesn't want to be the one to lose it to the bank. What's he going to do? Come on. Sometimes God will put you in a situation that you can't do anything about. It wasn't even your fault. You've been doing everything right. You look at Job. Job, the most righteous man on earth. And you see what happened to him in one day. That was a bad day. But God, but Job knew, God, you're turning things around. And I don't know whether this farmer knew the Lord, but I tell you what, God knew. God knew. And he turned things around for this farmer. All of a sudden, the water started to come in. 
And guess what? This guy, I, and, and this is the weird thing, and this is where God is saying, I'm going to do some unusual things in your life. And I'll bring finances in an unusual way. This guy, this farmer, cattle farmer, has a fishing license. Now he's in the middle of the desert. The middle, nowhere near the coastline. Come on. Nowhere near the coastline. I don't know how he has this fishing license, but he is the only one who has a fishing license to fish in this lake that's near his property. All of a sudden, I mean, that lake has been empty for years. Now, it's not just full, it's full of fish. This guy started off as a cattle farm. They've all died. Sometimes what we started off as, who we started off as, what we thought was God, all of a sudden dries up to nothing. God's saying, God is saying this today. It's not finished. Come on. My words over your life have not finished. You might think they're dead and buried. You might think, God, there is no hope. Oh, God, I'm going to lose everything. God is saying, I'm turning things around right now. This cattle farmer all of a sudden becomes a fisherman. The only one with a license. The only one. I reckon he tried to sell that <laughs> so many times. Who's going to buy the fish? Come on. A fishing license in the devil? Uh, the devil. In the desert? Get out of here. I was like, come on. And he I kept on doing it. Kept hold of it. Now he is fishing four to five thousand ton of yellow belly out of this lake a week trucking it down a thousand k's down the Udenat, Udenadatta track down to Adelaide and selling it for something like I think he's getting uh, 60 or 70 thousand dollars a week a week and he said there's probably enough water and fish there for three years is God incredible and you, and you think, oh, God, you can't do anything in my situation. When we hear things like this, this isn't just for this guy. God is showing us through these things that anything is possible for those who believe. He is the God of the impossible. He is the God of miracles. And if you're wanting a miracle, I tell you what, He can send a miracle. He can do a miracle on your behalf. You might have started off one way like this farmer did. But you'll, God says, you'll finish off something else. And this farmer, and what I believe God started to show me is that this fishing license in this season that we're in right now, God says, I've called you to be fishers of men. And I'm bringing that fishing license. And I feel like God is releasing a fishing license to Catalyst Church. That I tell you, God is saying it doesn't. You thought, well, God, this is hard, it's dry, it's tough. <laughs> God says, look again. Look again. The harvest is ready. Throw the nets out. God's got a harvest for you, God. A harvest of soul. A harvest of finances. Because he knows what it's going to take to take you to that next level. To buy the land. To build the building. Come on. He knows all those things. And get this, this is like the cherry on top. I researched and had a look and, and, I, and I thought, and I read this article, and the lake where this farmer fished from, where all of his, everything turned for him, is called Lake Hope. And I'm thinking, God, that can't be right. It's like, that's just too good. And I'm thinking, Lake Hope. God, that's incredible because I tell you, we have to have hope. We've got to have hope. We've got to have faith that God can turn our situation around. That we are hearing, if we would hear God speak to our situation, and if we would obey and do what He's called us to do, I tell you what, it doesn't matter what situation you're in, God can turn that whole thing around. You might be facing ruin right now. It doesn't matter. God says, i got a miracle on your way. There's a miracle coming to you. You're believing for a miracle. I want, you, I want you right now, I want you to stand. If you're believing for a miracle in your situation, in your life, in your marriage, in your business, in your, in your community, I want you to stand up right now because God says, I'm releasing that miracle anointing right now. Come on. When you look at 
the children of Israel, as they were, they were in bondage in Egypt and Pharaoh, the hard taskmaster, was, was bringing all these rules and regulations all over him. All of a sudden, if Moses turned up, the deliverer turns up and he says to Moses, tell Pharaoh that this is the reason why I raised him up. And it was a, the reason was to show God's strength, to show him his glory, to show the signs, wonders, and miracles. And it says that signs, wonders, and miracles increased. And it was just before the breakthrough, just before they came out of that place. They were slaves. But then they came in to their own. God's releasing signs, wonders, and miracles right now. If that's you, if you, if you're after one, I want you to raise your hands right now. Father, I thank you today, Lord, that you are the God of miracles right now. And Lord, I pray, Father, that we have been praying for miracles. We've been waiting for a miracle in our life. Father, some of them have been waiting for more than one miracle. Lord, I thank you today that you are the God that you will pour over us, shake us together, running over. You are the God of abundance. Lord, I thank you today that there was a sound the prophet heard and there was a sound of abundance of rain. And Lord, today, I prophesy that sound of abundance right now. Not many of us heard abundance, but God says you're going to hear the sound. You're going to hear the sound of abundance. You're going to hear the sound of increase. You're going to hear the sound of finance. You're going to hear the sound of multiple anointings. You're going to hear the sound of a great church. You're going to hear the sound of people coming and people going. They're being equipped and ready. God's saying you're going to hear a new sound in this new season. Lord, I thank you today that all we need is to have faith in you. If we got faith the size of a mustard seed, God, we can, we can tell mountains to drop into the sea. Lord, I thank you today. These people have got way bigger faith than the size of a mustard seed. I thank you that nothing is impossible to them because they believe. They believe. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Where's the, um, the electric guitarist? Where's he? What was your name? Don. Hallelujah. Don. Hallelujah, Don. Let's put our hands towards Don right now. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Awesome.